Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Liberals' heads were melting, exploding. It was Mount Vesuvius-level volcanic activity uh, this morning as a picture emerged. When I first saw it, I didn't know if it was a Photoshop or some liberal doing something crazy, Uh, but it was a photo of President Trump. Well, it came out last night on Hannity's show, but I saw it this morning. President Trump with Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know if you saw the picture, but liberal heads are melting down everywhere. Vesuvius level volcanic explosions out of liberal heads all across America. Who in the week of Thanksgiving are very grateful, as the Babylon Bee just posted. Liberals are very grateful that they have a lot to be angry about because that's what they live for. To be pissed off and angry about everything. They're sitting there at Thanksgiving table. Uh, let's uh, all hold hands. I want to just say a quick uh, note of gratitude to the family, my liberal family at the table. Uh, what are we all pissed off about today? Well, we are thankful to be pissed off about Donald Trump, about low taxes, about capitalism, Milton Friedman. We're gonna be pissed off about school choice. Be pissed off about the uh, lack of government regulations. We need more of those. That should really piss us off. We're pissed off that gas prices aren't $72 a gallon. That's what they do. That is the liberal Thanksgiving. All right, I got a lot to get. That wasn't, wasn't even part of the show today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, I'm going to get right to it. I got that. The White House refusing to apologize for defaming Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, also a video that's going to um, really kind of bake your bagels about the judge in the uh, Waukesha case. One, I don't think should have granted, uh, granted bail. But it's just eviscerated another stupid media narrative. All right, let's get to it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. Okay, here we go. Yes, we do. And uh, it is, uh, it, you know, we won't see us uh, the rest of the week. We do have a bunch of episodes we will be loading um, Thursday and Friday, Thanksgiving and Friday on the podcast. So we ask you to tune in. <clears throat> it is a nice um, compilation of some of the best interviews we did on radio and some other content we did over the last few days. So please check that out. I think you're going to love it. Some really good interviews in there and some great content. I think the Lee Strobel interview who wrote the book, The Case for Christ, there was also a movie made about it. I think that interview is the most powerful. And I think when you listen to my response to Lee Strobel, I don't know if that's going to launch tomorrow or Friday. We have two separate episodes, but it's... um. You'll hear in my voice how moved I am. But that book changed my life, The Case for Christ. So hey, check hey that out. dude, before you All get right, started, so, I wanted to tell you, I yeah. caught you on Fox last night. You tore it up. Oh. You tore <laughs> thank it you. up. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, it. yeah. Wow, you're really excited about that. You never told me that before. I was. You never told me that about Fox 8 ever, even though I've known you 10 years. You must have really enjoyed that Fox 8. Yeah, it. I was on with my friend Sean Duffy last night, and I was just, I'm just so pissed off. I mean, this guy... In, in in Waukesha, this the, the 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 alleged perpetrator in the case is Brooks. 
I mean, this eight-year-old kid died. I was just horrified last night. So thank you, Joe. I was just, and it all came out on the air. I was having no BS at all welcome, last Dan. night. I was at, my, my tolerance for BS was zero last night. But thank you. I'm going to get into more of that in a second. I got a cut from the judge. I don't know why this guy even got bail. But first, the White House. Here's uh, the uh, uh, Jen Psaki yesterday at the White House. Uh, uh, I just, uh, I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I almost said absolutely there. And I called myself. <laughs> Jen Psaki refuses to apologize. It was kind of a semi-intentional, absolutely, for the, uh, Joe Biden defaming Kyle Rittenhouse. Defamed him. Called him a white supremacist. It's not true. So here's the Psaki response yesterday. And notice what she does here. She does not apologize. She blames, she kind of blames Rittenhouse again. He's angry people, calls out anger and rage. And then she doubles down on the, remember the fine people hoax? After Charlottesville, that Trump supposedly called white supremacists fine people, she doubles down on the fine people hoax. And nobody calls her on it again. Check this out. Would the president ever apologize to the acquitted Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse for suggesting online and on TV that he is a white supremacist? (laughs) Well, let's be clear what we're talking about here. This is about a campaign video released last year that used President Trump's own words during a debate as he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. And President Trump, as we know from history, and as many of you covered, didn't just refuse to condemn militia groups on the debate stage. He actively encouraged them throughout his presidency. So, uh, you know, what we've seen are the tragic consequences of that. When people think it's okay to take the law into their own hands, instead of allowing law enforcement to do its job. And the president believes in condemning hatred, division, and violence. That's exactly what was done in that video. Now, I'm going to debunk the fine people hoax for the, I don't know, Joe, 20th time, 30th time. Who the hell knows? Uh, The point is liberals are just so dumb all the time. It's just repulsive. The level of stupidity I just find to be a nuisance. You know, it's not just normal stupidity. It's like superpower stupidity. Really, man, it's like it's not even defeatable by kryptonite. The fine people hoax is I have the transcript of what Trump said. I'll put that out in a minute. But I had Margot Cleveland, a terrific lawyer. That'll be on our uh, our shows in the next coming days through that interview. Margot Cleveland, we had her on my radio show yesterday. Great lawyer, writes for the Federalist. And, uh, you know, I have people on my radio show sometimes who who say things that I may not uh, agree with, but Margot's a lawyer. I have to trust her level of expertise. Margot actually doesn't think that the Rittenhouse defamation case against Biden, against Biden, not necessarily against others, is a strong one. It has nothing to do with Biden being president, but she brought up an interesting point that many judges in the past have ruled that calling someone a white supremacist is not a matter of fact, but a matter of opinion. I don't know. I mean, um, again, not me not being an attorney, but being familiar with these ki- with these types of things. I don't know. I'm not sure where that's going to stand. You know, we'll see. But uh, I always give you, you know, both sides of a legal take. It wouldn't be, it would, you know, or else I'd be a, a media hack lying to you. Margot doesn't think it's a great case. She thinks it'll be ruled an opinion and that'd be the end of that. So uh, we'll see. But she doubled down on the fine people hoax, which, as you'll see, again, is nonsense. Here is a piece, Steve Cortez, who's a great guy. A lot of guts. Cortez wrote it real clear a long time ago about the uh, very fine people on on both sides um, hoax. Why do we call it a hoax? Because the media today still insists that after the Charlottesville incident, 
They still insist that Donald Trump praised white supremacists and refused to condemn them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the exact quote on your screen right here on Rumble. I completely condemn them. Completely condemn. Completely condemn. Condemn completely. Completely condemn. I, don't, I always debate even bringing this up because I have nothing else to add. If you believe Donald Trump did not condemn white supremacists after the Charlottesville incident, then you're just an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. I don't like covering things on my show where I feel like I don't have anything of substance. There's nothing else to add. You're just a very stupid person. He didn't condemn them. No, he actually completely condemned them. That's a quote. You know what a quote is? Joe Biden doesn't because he read end of quote. Joe, <laughs> Joe's already seen that. We'll, we'll get to that later. Joe Biden doesn't know what a quote is. Most normal people do. Completely condemn. End of quote. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know what else to tell you. Absolutely. But Jen Psaki, of course, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> I almost slipped there with it. Absolutely. Here's uh, Delano Squires, who we've had on my radio show often. Delano is just incredible. I've really come to respect this guy greatly. He is a frequent contributor to an excellent podcast Jason Whitlock has at the Blaze TV. Delano Squires is really a great mind. Um, he is a, a extremely smart, intuitive man. Um, again, he happens to be black. I, I, As you know, the only reason we are forced to bring this up is because liberals are absolutely obsessed with it. Conservatives don't give a damn what the melanin component of the man's skin is. But liberals are obsessed with it, and they believe if you have elevated melanin components in your skin, and therefore you are categorized as black, that all of a sudden you should think differently, and you are the oppressed person. Delano doesn't feel that way. He had an absolutely electric take. Absolutely electric take. That was an intentional one. Electric take on the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And uh, he talks about how his family just doesn't seem to get it and definitely doesn't understand conservatives. Check this out. I'm starting to find that even when talking with family and friends, if you even question the dominant narrative, people will want to dismiss you. They'll say, oh, if, if he was black, this, this would have never happened. They would have shot him on sight. And, and the conservatives wouldn't, wouldn't um, you know, support him. And I'm like, you people clearly don't know anything about conservatism. If there was a black teenager, 17-year-old, who worked as a lifeguard, wanted to be a police officer, spent his days scrubbing graffiti after, off of buildings after a you know, Black Lives Matter rally, protests, march, and defended himself against you know, three white felons, right? I mean, serious felons. That person would be on Fox News every day of the week because at the end of the day, if I had to choose between raising a son that turned out to be like Kyle Rittenhouse, who demonstrated valor and honor and courage, or raising a son that turned out to be like Joseph Rosenbaum, who was a serial predator, I'm taking the former every day of the week. What do you think of that? Is he right or is he right? That if Kyle Rittenhouse was black, was a lifeguard, wanted to be a police officer, and had taken a, a firearm to defend a friend's business in his father's hometown, and then got chased, had guns pointed and had a gun pointed in his face, got hit with a skateboard, 
and attacked by uh, a, a, uh, a, a child rapist dropping N-bombs, then, yeah, I can almost guarantee you, as Delano said, that that guy would probably be on Fox every night. You know it to be true. But it just, it makes the left uncomfortable to have to think about hard reality. They love to live in a fantasy land where Donald Trump, who completely condemned, and that's a quote, white supremacists, didn't condemn them at all. Can you imagine what it's Seriously, for a second, I don't mean to get off topic because I got a lot to get to, get to, but just can you imagine what it's like to wake up so stupid every single day to be a leftist? This is the day before Thanksgiving. I'm trying to go easy here, but really, can you imagine what it must be like to wake up a moron every single day of your life? No matter how many political races we win or lose or how bad this country gets, I will continue to arise every morning and thank the Lord with a capital L that I am not one of these liberal morons. <clears throat> proves my point too. Delano Squires hits it there that no matter how many facts you spit about this case to family members who are liberals, they believe that you are bad people with ideas, not people with bad ideas. Therefore, it doesn't matter what ideas or facts you say. You're bad people. That's all they care about. All right, let me move on to the next topic. One more thing, folks. I, 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 um, I have a publishing operation i run i have a few books coming out one of them i'd really like you to check out which i i can't attest to the value of this book highly enough is scott atlas's book a plague on our house scott atlas was one of the few sane thinkers um inside of the covid early covid operation he had to deal with burks he had to deal with fauci and a whole bunch of other people. He has his book, A Plague of Our A Plague on Our House, A Plague on Our House by Dr. Scott Atlas. It's coming out. I know, believe me, I know the book well. There are some real bombshells in there. You want to see what really happened behind the scenes in the early days and the stunning level of incompetence? Read Scott Atlas's book. Pick it up now. It'd be a great, great, great gift. And it's a good read. A Plague on Our House. Dr. Scott Atlas. Please check it out. Okay. Folks, the media is trying to do it again. They're trying to shut, uh, and we need to shut it down. They are trying to isolate you from the truth and gaslight you about the Waukesha case, the Waukesha incident. What they're trying to do now is they're trying to suggest that in the Waukesha, that yes, the, uh, the uh, perpetrator who drove the car, uh, no, don't worry, he was fleeing a knife fight. This was uh, you know, trying to imply somehow that this may not have been intentional. Well, there's a big problem with that. One, that the media, again, is lying to liberals, making them morons, making them sit at your Thanksgiving dinner. Say, it wasn't intentional. He was getting away from a knife fight. There's no evidence any of that happened. The judge in the case yesterday, who's at this initial uh, appearance, the judge had something to say. He's very, you know, kind of milquetoast, down-to-earth guy. And this is the bail hearing where... He was uh, given $5 million bail. He shouldn't have gotten bail at all. I don't know why he got bail at all. Daryl Brooks, the alleged perpetrator here. But he, this story about him fleeing a knife fight gets kind of unintentionally eviscerated by the judge who gives the account of two detectives, detectives, not civilians, trained investigators who were on the scene and saw what happened. And the investigators, uh, the uh, detectives who are investigators, again, their account of it is that, no, 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 this wasn't some accident. He wasn't fleeing something. This appeared to be intentional, mowing people down. Here, check this out. I have no problem with the bail being recommended by the state. 
I'm an old guy who has been doing this for almost 40 years, DA's office, criminal defense attorney, 17, 18 years as a uh, commissioner, both in Milwaukee and uh, now in Waukesha. The nature of this offense is shocking. Uh, actually, the detail I was not expecting here today that two, two detectives, not lay people, detectives, uh, not only tried to stop this, but rendered an opinion that this was an intentional act. You're presumed innocent, sir, uh, but that's what the allegations are. Now, of course, that will not stop the fact that the judge said this. That will not stop the left-wing media from running interference from Daryl Brooks because Daryl Brooks is not a white supremacist. If Daryl Brooks were a white supremacist, I assure you, every social media post, everything he did, everything he said, he would be accused of domestic terrorism. There'd be calls for his death immediately. But because Daryl Brooks is black and had some very questionable posts, social media posts about BLM and others, now, all of a sudden, the media is trying to run interference. Well, we don't know. We may have been getting away from a fight somewhere, swashbuckling uh, the Pirates of Penzance, a sword fight. He was fleeing that he was scared. Maybe he was some blood involved. This is what they're trying to do because it doesn't, commit, it, it doesn't fit their convenient narrative. Their pre-box narrative. What's the narrative we need to sell? White supremacists hate you. They're coming for you everywhere. Donald Trump made it worse. Matter of fact, he's one himself and he never completely condemned them. If it doesn't fit in that box, screw the box. We're going to just make up a new story. Now, I had mentioned yesterday about the Daily Yeast, how the Daily Yeast, a grotesque blog full of misinformation and disinformation, who I had to literally sue to get onto the public record how they had lied about me. I can't say this enough. They had lied about me in a story suggesting I was dropped from an outlet I had worked at, which was totally untrue. Court records now conclusively prove it. Oh, you lost that kid. The only reason is because the judge was like, well, drop doesn't necessarily mean anything too bad. Oh, really? Kind of harms your career, right? Someone implying you were fired from a job. But defamation law, it's a, it's a disaster. You can say whatever you want. And believe me, the yeast says whatever it wants. I'm going to show you in a second how the Daily Yeast is leading the way with these other left-wing media outlets now to try and run a protection racket for a guy who's alleged to have just mowed down and 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 he's and murdered people with his vehicle including an 8-year-old by the name of Jackson Sparks. No, I'm not lost. I'm There's just no floor for these people. There's just no floor for these people, folks. There's no floor. It just doesn't stop. The level of their depravity gets lower and lower every day. They defend child rapists who drop racial N-bomb slurs. They defend a guy with, a, uh, with years and decades of a criminal history is alleged to have mowed down an eight-year-old at a parade. They'll do anything. These are the sickest SOBs I've ever seen in my life. All right, I'll get back to that in a second. I want to show you a, a tweet by a great account, Defiant L's, which is doing yeoman's work and exposing the hackery of the left, showing you how the daily yeast is nothing but a bunch of screwball losers. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. 
And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. One quick note, by the way, I forgot. Make sure you check out my show, if you can, Saturday night. I'm back Saturday night on Fox, unfiltered, 10 p.m. I've got a stacked, loaded show. Uh, Don Trump Jr. will be on, which uh, <laughs> that should be fire, the opening segment. Me and him are always trouble together. Don Trump Jr., Saturday night, 10 o'clock, my show unfiltered. Set your DVR if you can't make it. We'd appreciate it. So we're talking in the beginning how the media is obsessed with narrative boxes. And if you're not a white supremacist, they can't call you one, malign your character, or defame you. They will try to change the story. They will run cover for anyone. It doesn't matter how sick, deranged. They don't care that you are. They don't care if you're a terrorist. If you don't fit the narrative and they can't politically advance your story to make it work for them, then screw the truth. They'll make it up. They are desperately running cover now for Daryl Brooks, the alleged perpetrator in the Waukesha case. Desperate to run cover. Why? Because the great Andy No, Andy No did actual journalism and saw a series of very questionable social media posts by Daryl Brooks, um, things involving BLM and other things like that. And all of a sudden, the Daily Yeast, a loser outlet full of zeros, liars, and, and two-bit bloggers who couldn't hack it in with real journalism outlets anywhere. The Daily Yeast, Robert Silverman, I'll show you his emails to Andy No in a minute, all of a sudden is like, hey, hey, Joe, we can't be looking into Daryl Brooks' social media posts in the best. You don't know that that's associated with this Waukesha incident. You don't know any of that, which is really weird because if you look at this tweet by Defiant Ls, they're terrific, by the way. Here's what happened with Rittenhouse. Look at the date, August 26th of 2020. They're talking about Rittenhouse here, the 17-year-old. <clears throat> they say, the 17-year-old shooter's Facebook page showcased photos with Blue Lives Matter style pro-choice police slogans and imagery, as well as, as, well as of an Armalite rifle similar to the one he, uh, he appears to have been carrying in Kenosha. Okay, so with Kyle Rittenhouse, the Daily Yeast says, this is all fair game social media posts. Now look at the Daily East. How big time right-wing trolls Andy No and Tim Poole tied the Waukesha killings to Black Lives Matter. Notice the framing. Notice the framing. How all of a sudden, any kind of BLM postings by Daryl Brooks are totally off limits. But anything Kyle Rittenhouse posted is absolutely fair game. Ignore these idiots. They're embarrassed and humiliated. No one reads their garbage outlet. My Facebook page alone probably has 10, 20 times the journalistic penetration in the market than these idiots do. And they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed. They're losers. So look at this email. This is uh, Robert Silverman. Robert Silverman, who is, uh, uh, for some bizarre reasons, decided to discredit his entire life's meaning by working for the yeast. Uh, Robert Silverman emails Andy No, and he lists like a bunch of conditions here. I need you to answer this question. Why did you feel it necessary to claim Brooks and post it on social media in support of BLM causes? 
Did you intend to suggest he was in any way directly involved in the movement? This is the same paper that it, uh, was involved with implying all kinds of things about Kyle Rittenhouse about his post. But all of a sudden, Joe, implication, guilt by implication. They can't do that. Meanwhile, Andy No did nothing of the sort. He just did report. Robert Silverman's a goofball, a joker, and a clown. But I want you to, here, go to, uh, Gee, switch over to um, email two. I want you to notice the bottom of email two. I love when they do this. These self-important, self-righteous losers with no career, working out of their mommy's basement, eating pepperoni hot pockets, or, or, or old school Mama Celeste microwave pizzas for dinner because they have no jobs and no careers and no dignity. I love the way they impose conditions on you. When they email me this stuff, I left. Here, they emailed Andy No. I can give you one hour to respond if you'd like to speak by phone or email. I can send you my contact information. Like, they, 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 the guy from the yeast did that to me the other I will give you until then. You don't put conditions on. What are you kidding? Yeah, I responded, flipped him off, gave him the double barrel middle finger, and then posted his email on my social media accounts where it'll get it'll get 10,000 times the again, the market penetration that is is no read article at the Daily Yeast will. I love embarrassing these idiots and you should too. Oh, Dan, that's wrong. We should be forgiving them. No, no, not them. You're supposed to forgive people who go through some act of redemption, not people who continue to try to crap all over morality and ethics. Robert Silverman got embarrassed by Andy No, which is good, who published his email immediately on social media. To anyone out there in the uh, conservative space, I encourage you to do the same thing. When you get an email from one of these media idiots, mock them, humiliate them, and post the email on social media immediately. Immediately. Don't put their email in it because really, you know what, you know, we don't want to, you don't want, I don't want to get you kicked off these platforms. I mean, their actual email, but the, the text of the email, I'll post that sucker right away. The yeast is desperate to make Daryl Brooks history go away because they'll cover up for a guy with a rap sheet the size of West Texas. Boom. This big. <clears throat> Insane. All right, moving on. Just a quick note. Listen, folks, it's a free country, okay? Um, <clears throat> well, it was a free country, but I intend on trying to make it a freer country and keep it that way. That's my goal. Nancy Pelosi, the dreadful Speaker of the House, is free to do whatever she wants. But I heard a rumor today, a rumor that's uh, since been confirmed by multiple people out there, on not, not by sources of mine, but they're confirming it, saying but they're their sources. Just to be clear, not my sources confirming it, they're their sources, but people I trust that Nancy Pelosi has moved to Jupiter Island, Florida, and is buying or is going to move there and is purchasing a $25 million house. Well, Jupiter Island, Florida is just miles from where me and Gee both live down here in Florida. And I got to tell you, I'm not happy about it. What an epic fraudster this lady is. $25 million. $25 million house. This is supposed to be a public servant. Well, her husband is rich. I... I thought Nancy Pelosi was a woman of the people. I thought she was concerned about income inequality. Why does she need a $25 million house? Why not buy a nice $3 million house, take the $22 million left over? You could buy 44 really nice Florida houses for a bunch of people in need. Why doesn't she do that? 
The reason she doesn't do that is because Nancy Pelosi is an epic fraud. She doesn't believe a damn thing. She's an income inequality. Not for me. And by the way, remember, Joe, wasn't Nancy Pelosi and her Democratic caucus, weren't they crapping all over Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida? Whoa, the death Santis. Yeah. Ron, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, I went, oh, we'll be covering that on my Fox show this weekend. Don't you worry. We'll be going to get a little montage of that. So just to be clear, for all you liberal suckers out there who keep falling for these limousine liberals like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Nancy Pelosi, collectively worth millions, millions. She's moving into a, apparently a $25 million, by the way, I know the area well, a $25 million house, $25 million in an area of the United States she claims is run by crazy, deranged, gun-toting, white supremacist lunatics in Florida. She doesn't believe any of this. She doesn't believe in income inequality. She is in an unequal, big time unequal. She's a zero, 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 one percenter. And she doesn't believe a damn thing she said about Florida. She couldn't wait to move here. Take advantage of the low taxes, the sun, <laughs> the freedom, Ron DeSantis. Right? What a fraud. What a fraud. You fake phony. You can do whatever you want. It's a free country. But I'm just, I'm free to have an opinion too. I don't want you here. I'm not, I, I'm, I can almost guarantee that's not going to change your mind. We don't want you here. I know a bunch of people, even sane Democrats in this area don't want you here. I see her in a restaurant. I'm at it. I'm, I'm listen. I'm not a violent, crazed, lunatic leftist like the people who confronted Sarah Sanders. Hey, you get out of my place, crazy! You know, I'm not a nut like you, liberal, wacko, psychopaths, lunatics out there. I walk in a place. I see Nancy Pelosi. I'm out. Bye bye. Want that woman anywhere near me? By the way, showing you how phony and fake these people are. Look at this Wall Street Journal article. Along the same vein on this Nancy Pelosi story. What phonies and fakesies are. You know all the liberals in California. Oh, we love liberalism. Liberalism is fantastic. We need high taxes. Massive public schools. No school choice. Mounds of red tape. Government run health care. If that's all so great, it's all happening in California. Why, why do you keep fleeing? Wait. Do not flee. Why? Why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep fleeing California and New York and moving to Florida and Texas? We don't want you. Please don't come here. Please, I'm, I'm really, I'm begging you. Why do you want to live near me? Just go to Twitter, put my name in on any given day. There's a, probably a, hundreds of liberals on any day or week to, uh, calling for my death or insulting me. Or Why do you want to live near me? And people like me who believe in freedom. Don't come here. Beat it. Here's an article in the Wall Street Journal. Liberals now realizing they have a real messaging problem. Well, what's that messaging problem? Well, you have people like Pelosi. You have people uh, by the hundreds of thousands piling out of these supposed liberal utopias to these conservative dystopias. Kind of makes for a weird story, right? Oh my gosh, it's so bad and awful in Florida and Texas. It's so bad. It's so bad we're all moving there. So the journal covers this. 
how now they're trying to message it, massage it. You know what their narrative is, Joe? <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. <laughs> that liberals are piling out of California, New York, to Florida and te- places like Texas because of climate change and there's a lower climate risk. Oh. There. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you nailed that one. That's really it. And then if you read this piece, they cover this. You'll see like, what is it? 33 paragraphs down inside the piece where the liberal who wrote it tries to cover for it. You'll see in the journal. Finally, they admit that, yeah, you know what? Texas is very uh, a very light load of government services. And some people find that appealing. Took them all the way to paragraph 33 to indicate that. Climate change. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, really nailed that one. All right, I need a moment of comic relief. It is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and a big happy Thanksgiving. I haven't said that to you. I know it's a day before, but some of you listen a day later. So if you're listening on Thursday, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family really enjoy yourselves. This is uh, one of my favorite, favorite holidays. Maybe my favorite. I love it. I'm not a turkey fan, though. I just got to say. I know, listen, I get it. I may lose thousands of listeners right here, but it's okay. I always promise you honesty. If you go to my Locals account, uh, Locals, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a site uh, I, I, I've fallen in love with quickly. It's a site where I can post unique content for subscribers and non-subscribers too. If you go to Locals.com and you just look me up, I'm at D. Bongino. It's a very super simple site to use. It's no more difficult to read than, say, Twitter. Locals.com, you go to at D. Bongino. If you want to subscribe, I do videos. I do them probably five, six days a week. They're exclusive for subscribers. I did one the other day on Turkey that blew up. <laughs> you got to see it. It's. <laughs> I, here's, can I just give you my general premise? Here, Joe, tell me if you disagree. I'm sorry, but it is the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or, or it could be Thanksgiving. Again, really listen. Um, sorry. Fox has a picture of a Brian Stelter on the screen that is so, <laughs> it's so bad. It had to be intentional. Here's my take on Turkey. If a meat is worthy of your attention. The meat shouldn't require any kind of accoutrements with it. The meat should stand on its own. You should be able to get the meat on a plate with a knife and a fork and nothing else. You don't even need water. Just get it, right? Maybe some salt, maybe some, it's nice. Salt and pepper, maybe. You don't need anything else. Someone sticks a piece of, a couple turkey in front of you with nothing else. Nothing else. Slice thirsty puts in. No, 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 nothing. You're not allowed to have a knife and fork. You happy? I'm not. Are you happy, Joe? Just a turkey. Just a slice nothing. of turkey. Nothing. You're not allowed to have anything else but a knife and fork. Uh just a plain slice of turkey. Nah, that that don't do it yes. for me. But I I but the, You're not the, a, yeah, okay, thank yes, you. Yeah. So you're making my point that this I it am. is an inferior meat. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I uh, when I get a ribeye, Joe, you get a well, I don't know if you're a steak guy or not. I am. But you get a ribeye. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, it's on a plate in front of you. You get that crispy piece in the corner with the fat. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need anything. Why does turkey need everything else? Why lunch meat turkey? Why do you need to have like cracked pepper on it? Why do you need to have honey maple on it? You should just have to stand the lunch. Simple as But watch it on Locals. It went crazy. It was probably my most viewed video ever. People no, were gobbling it up. Check that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's your worst joke ever. That really is. <laughs> Don't even dare edit that out. Leave that in because we have to expose the full spectrum of Joe's humor from extremely campy to sometimes very, very funny. Joe's got to edit Guy, don't edit If Joe edits it out on the audio, he leave that in on the video. Because we love about Joe. Any given day, you don't don't know what you're going to get.
Here is a funny moment, however, Joe, which you've already <laughs> seen. Yeah. This is Joe Biden, who apparently doesn't know in a teleprompter that at the end of a quote, they put end of quote. Here's Joe Biden, who actually <laughs> reads. Uh, this is good, right? Here, he reads end of quote. Check this out. Because of the actions we've taken, things have begun to change. End of quote. In the past three weeks. The- Holy Moses, folks. Where did we find this guy? He reads end of quote. Oh my gosh, this guy's hilarious. All right. Uh, All right, here's what I want to get to next here. So, what I find particularly troubling about this Biden administration is they do things and claim to be doing the opposite. They are currently restricting the supply of both labor and services, uh, excuse me, labor, services, and products. And they're claiming to ease the inflation crisis, which, as you know, is ridiculous because if you print more money to chase fewer objects and then you restrict the supply of those objects, the objects are going to cost more, whatever they are. Object services, fuel. They're doing that now and they're claiming the opposite. So, yeah, this is what frustrates me about Democrats. Why they, they, you know, they're they're uh, they're dopey streak. It's strong. They say things. People fall for it. And what they're saying is the exact opposite of what's actually happening. So right now, the Biden administration is doing everything it can to restrict the supply of gas into the country. Shut down Keystone, shut down drilling in, uh, in Anwar, the Arctic National Wildlife Reserve, tried to shut down uh, drilling on federal lands. They're doing everything they can to regulate the petroleum industry out of business, which will restrict the supply. Obviously. While at the same time, they're like, no, we're opening the strategic petroleum reserve, Joe. We're releasing two days of supply. Wow. Folks, you already paid. Yeah, two, stunning. Two days. That'll do it. The strategic petroleum reserve reserves. You already paid for it. The government went out and bought petroleum to put in the reserves with your tax dollars. And now they're releasing a two-day supply. Wow, that'll that'll lower the price of gas by about a half a cent. And they're acting like, again, it's like the money fairy did it. You already paid for this. Yet no one seems to be asking, oh, look, uh, you're releasing a two-day supply while restricting a forever supply by shutting down pipelines, drilling on federal lands and an Anwar? Is anybody going to ask this question other than Peter Ducey? But don't worry. Don't worry. I'll get to the labor shortage in a minute, too. We're doing everything we can to ease the labor shortage. No, you're doing nothing of the story. You're doing the uh, anything the White House says, flip the story on its head, and you'll know the real story. We're doing everything we can to get the gas supply out there. That means they're doing nothing. They're doing the exact opposite. We're trying to ease the supply of uh, the crunch of labor. That means they're trying to crush the supply of labor. Don't worry, folks. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm is on the case. She is on the case, fellas. No worries. Here's Jennifer Granholm in the White House press room yesterday. And a reporter asked, so you're releasing about 50 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Well, uh, how many barrels do we consume a day? Watch Granholm's answer. Keep in mind the entire time, she's the Energy Secretary. Check this out. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number in front of me. So some suggest it's about 18 million, which would suggest you're releasing less than three days' worth of supply from the petroleum reserve. 
Again, that's the energy secretary. How many barrels we use a day? About 19, 20 million. She has no idea. <laughs> what would we do without experts, Armacost? We'd be lost. <laughs> if we didn't do? have experts, we'd all be screwed, wouldn't we? I'm not kidding. But believe me, this is not an insult. I'm not trying to be funny. I would, I'm, not, I'm not joking one bit. Joe is a really super smart guy. He's done a ton of things in his life. He's had a lot of jobs, a lot of I would, I'd rather have Joe as the energy secretary. I'm not being a jerk. I'm not trying to be funny. Why are you insulting? I'm not insulting. I'm being dead serious. I am dead, I am dead serious. If Joe was the energy secretary, he'd walk in a room, he'd be like, fellas, why is gas five bucks a gallon? Yep. Well, the flux capacitation of the incapacitation of the exoxidation of the reduction of the, and Joe would be like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Why? I want a presentation today at the end of the day of why we can't increase the supply of gasoline. Thank you. Everybody shut your mouths. Come back later. That's right. That, am I right? you like, I don't want to hear your BS. I'm not interested in your nonsense. I'm not interested in your AOC PowerPoint. I want to know concrete steps, how we get the supply increased. Yeah. Put Joe in there. Energy Secretary Armacost. Stuff I was going to say the S word there would change instantly. Now, showing you again how you always, it it would happen immediately. It would change instantaneously. I'm telling you, it would change tomorrow morning. (laughs) Showing you again how with the White House, you always got to flip the story on its head. The White House tells you we're doing everything we can to increase the supply of gas. Flip it. That means they're doing nothing and they're trying to decrease the supply of gas. Well, they've been telling people, too, with the labor crunch, nobody can find anyone to work. we got 10 million open jobs here. They're telling people we're doing everything I can to get, we can to get back people in the workforce. You are? Because the representatives for the nation's truckers testified in front of Congress yesterday. I want you to listen to this. It's a little bit of a long clip, about a minute plus, but it's worth your time. It's asked by a congressman. Hey, man, how's this vaccine mandate affecting the, affecting the trucking business, which already is 80,000 truckers short? Not 8,000, 80,000. You're wondering why we can't get gas, we can't get products, we can't get uh, items delivered to your local store? Maybe because we're 80,000 truckers short? Listen to what he says about when this vaccine mandate supposedly kicks in. What's going to happen then? You think your store shelves are bare now? Check this out. When we're talking about how the drivers would uh, feel about a, ma- a vaccine mandate, what, what, what kind of reactions are you getting from them on that? Just all of them required for a vaccine to do business. Yeah, I, I want to be clear and qualify this, that this isn't about being pro or anti-vax for us. Um, you know, we're been, we've been moving the vaccine, PPE and test kits. So this is uh, something our industry is very forward leaning on. Uh, but in our sample survey of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37% of our drivers not only said no, but hell no. Now, let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%, were to actually leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. We're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So for us, you know, we've tried to be very clear with the administration that if you do this, I understand the logic behind it, but if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you know, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem that you're trying to fix on the vaccine side. 
So, you know, be careful what you wish for here. Uh, I also don't think, Congressman, that OSHA has the jurisdiction to do this. Yeah, there it is, folks. You got upwards of three to 37,000 more truckers who are like, eh, double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger for the Dan Bongino Show day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're not doing that. We may leave. But don't worry, the Biden administration says they're doing everything they possibly can, fellas and ladies, everything they can to make sure the supply of labor, truckers, and everything is at its peak and doing great. Oh, thank goodness. Always flip the story on its head, and you'll know the real story. These people are so full of crap. Jen Psaki says, Donald Trump never condemned white supremacists. Flip the story on its head. That means Donald Trump completely condemned them, and she's like, these people do nothing but lie all the time. It's easy also with a Joe, Bi- uh, with a Joe Biden autobiographical package. Whenever he says something about his life, flip it on its head. I graduated at the top of my class. That means he graduated at the bottom of his class. Literally flip the story on its head. I graduated at the top, bottom. And you'll be right every time. You'll never be embarrassed. I'm wrap up the show on this story. It's a good one. It's a good one for the wrong reasons. This is a tweet by a New York State politician, this guy, Pat Burke. He put out on his social media account that they're looking at restricting the ability of people who have uh, COVID who are unvaccinated to use their insurance for certain things. Keep in mind, again, this is a um, guy who espouses supposedly Democrat values, dem- democratic values. That's what they'll say, right? So they don't want to allow insurance companies to help out people who choose for various reasons not to get the vaccine. Some very scientific reasons. Some have natural immunity. So I thought, you know, someone should ask Pat Burke, what about these cases? What about smokers who get lung cancer? Should we stop insurance companies for paying for that too? I'm sure Pat Burke, but no, no, we can't do that. Why? Why? Serious question, why? You're blaming COVID victims for a medical decision they made, many in conjunction with their doctor. I talked to one guy who's prone to blood clots. His doctor told him absolutely not to get it. You're blaming them. What, you want them dead? So what about lung cancer? Smokers got lung cancer. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not suggesting any of this, that the insurance company shouldn't pay for lung cancer treatment. I'm not I'm asking questions, fair-minded journalists, few and far between, if there are any left at all outside of Fox and elsewhere and Ducey. Why aren't they asking these people these questions? I got some more. What about people who are obese? They get diabetes. Insurance cancel them too? Weird how the Democrats were obsessed with pre-existing conditions. And now they're not even concerned, Joe, about post-existing conditions. What about hepatitis? IV drug users, should they get canceled from their insurance? What about HIV? Any kind of high-risk behavior associated with HIV, if you engage in that, should you be canceled too? What about STDs? You get an STD. And, and uh, you admit to being promiscuous. Should you be canceled from your insurance? I mean, someone should ask this New York State lawmaker that because we're getting into really dangerous territory when you start doing that, right? The uh, Arizona AG, Mark Burnovich, highlighted this STD question in a kind of funny way yesterday. So he's at a presser and he's getting ready to leave. This is Mark Burnovich. Uh, attorney general in Arizona and a reporter. It's tough to hear what he says, but I, I, I guess he asks him if he's vaccinated 
or some kind of health question. And Brnovich turns around and says this to the reporter. This is classic. But for the constitutional principles involved. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for pleading United Firefighter Association. I'll be here after to ask any other questions. That's an inappropriate question. It's not an inappropriate question. This is the thing, Dennis. I will, I will tell everyone here. I believe very strongly in um, the privacy of our medical and health information. And so my health information is, is my own information. I would guess I would ask, Dennis, um, have you had an STD? No, I mean, no, seriously, if we're going to start talking about people's personal health information, I mean. <laughs> Folks, that's hilarious. You ever have an STD? That's where we're going. So Democrats, to be clear, again, flip the story in its head. Democrats, we care about medical privacy. Flip the story in its head. We don't care at all about medical privacy. When it comes to a political narrative we need, you better get vaxxed or we're going to fire you and humiliate you. Then all of a sudden, medical privacy doesn't matter. <clears throat> Democrats, we care about pre-existing conditions. We don't care about pre-existing conditions at all. We only care about punishing you using your insurance if you don't succumb to our socialist, tyrannical needs. Can't trust these people for anything. All right, thanks again, folks, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Check out my radio show later today. The great Kira Davis will be filling in. She's fantastic. You're going to love her. And uh, we'll be running some really great content Thursday and Friday as well here on the podcast channel. Please subscribe to the podcast on Rumble. Rumble has been exploding, erupting. It's just great to watch. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's all free. Check it out. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you on Saturday night on the Fox Show. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. You just heard Dan Bongino.